Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Bob Brill and he's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL podcast and videocast. And each week we take a look at what's going on in the NFL. And during the season, we're going to analyze your fantasy picks. And this week we're taking a look at you know, what's going on with the fantasy draft upcoming, and some of us have already drafted, And uh, but this week in particular is an important week because all the NFL uh, preseason games are done. They have another couple of weeks before uh, they pick uh, or start the season, and the thing about that is, of course, you know, we've got a couple of weeks for those cuts to come down, and uh, today, we're recording on Tuesday, today is the day when the, the next series of cuts comes down. So my esteemed colleague, former Bears Alliance quarterback, Eric Kramer, and I will be taking, uh, you know, see where it's at and giving you some ideas and uh, discussing where this whole thing goes as we get ready for the start of another NFL season. And before I start, last week, you and I talked about whether I should keep in my fantasy draft. I was down to two guys. I had to, it's a keeper league, a dynasty league. So I had to, I can keep 11. And I, I was down to trying to decide if I should keep Juju Smith Schuster, who's playing with Patrick Mahomes, or Gabriel Davis, who's playing with Josh Allen. And you said it was a toss up, but yeah. Hold, hold on. I thought it was Hawkinson. I thought it was Hawkinson. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, I. And there you are, fixated once again <laughs> on only Steeler people. Who have ever either played for, rooted for, <laughs> lived there, passed through town once or twice. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, I here here I was. Okay. I was I had this big setup planned, but it's go it goes well, other go ways. Ahead. Tell, if it was Juju Smith Schuster, tell me what was gonna happen. Okay, it was, it was Juju, uh, and uh, I had I, I came I decided to keep Hawkinson based on what you were saying. Yeah. And so I came down, I had to keep either Juju Smith Schuster or Gabriel Davis. Uh, who's playing with Josh Allen? Yeah. And you said, and we talked about it, and kind of a toss up, right? So I kept Juju and I cut which, Davis, which I think is the right thing to do. But go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, I cut Davis and I figured if I wanted him, I could pick him up maybe third round, right? And, you know, this, which is really would be the 14th round if you were playing in a starter league. Then in our Dynasty League draft, which starts out at round 12, Davis was the overall number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> and I got really hey, razzed. Just on so that you one. know, Jamarcus Russell was, and a lot of others. Ryan Leaf went second. Uh, there was a lot of busts that went up there at number one. Just yeah, so you know. well, I, I'm I'm hoping this doesn't come back and to bite me in the butt. But you know, I, I'm I'm sold on Juju with playing with Mahomes. I really am. I think it's, I, I, I think, think that's great. Cool so, but, um, but in the end, I did okay. I just didn't get a running back. Uh, Running back two, you know, I've got Najee Harris. I don't didn't get a running back two that I wanted, but I did get Kenny Pickett at number four. And believe it or not, I didn't think I'd get him. I traded up. Uh, uh, I traded Ezekiel Ellis for a second round pick. Or Ezekiel um, um, uh, Elliott, excuse me, Ezekiel Elliott, who I've had for since the beginning. I traded him for the number fourteen pick overall, which was the uh, number two pick. 
And I, I think I, that was a good move. Yeah. And because I've got Tony Pollard and I didn't think I'd get him, but George Pickens was there and I took him. I think that's he, a good move too. Yeah. That, so, that's an interesting scenario right there. Cause you got someone playing well who I never thought would in Trubisky. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny Pickett has picked up like he's playing in the backyard right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, eventually it's going to be Pickett the Pickens. You know, we know that at some point. And I, I was just shocked that I, I got those guys uh, where I got them and kind of hacked off one of my uh, other guys in our league who we brought in last year, who's one of my longtime friends. Let's just put it this way. We've known each other since I was like eight years old and he's still in Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> so he keeps saying things like, I can't get any Steeler players because you got them all. <laughs> well, I tried well, not to my, this My year. little connection to is Matt Canada one year when he was a uh-huh. college coach, my former uh, quarterback coach and coordinator with the Bears, a guy named Ron Turner, who when he went to Illinois, right. um, he ran a, a quarterback uh, receiver camp down there. So I was down there, Matt Canada, I'd met for the first time, but we were talking, uh, you know, just quarterback playing stuff. And now here he is, the uh, – Offense coordinator. Yeah, nice bright spot for the Steelers. Yeah. During this, what I think is going to be a big turnaround here. I I, I think so too. I think uh, he's he's out of the Roethlisberger mode. Now he's got some mobile quarterbacks and and where he can actually do something else. So looking forward to big things this year. We'll see. You know, the, all the odds are saying the Steelers won't win eight games, but I think uh, I think they'll do better than that. If the off the key to them is the offensive line. I mean, the offensive line looks like it may have gotten worse. Which you know, like you were saying, you know, do I want to get back there? (laughs) Well, we'll see how Trubisky does. So, see how because I think he's going to start too. All right, so let's look at some key cuts so far and trades. The Dolphins released Sony Michelle after a short burst with the Rams, and they signed with Miami. Now he's out of a job. Then Carolina picked up some wideout depth for Baker Mayfield by trading for. Two picks. They gave up two picks, two pretty good picks for LaVisca Chenault, who in two seasons has 121 catches. So we're off to this uh, mode of, you know, some early names. Uh, Sonny Michel used to be a bigger name, he's but he, he's gone now, and he may pick up with somebody else. What are you thinking at this point? Well, I think of the uh, the situation that you just mentioned, I think Le, the LaVisca Chenault pickup um, – even though he's quietly gone under the radar, but he's a name that pops up um, throughout the season. And so I think that could be a good pickup. Um, and I mean, there's others out there. Sony Michelle surprised me, but you know, it's hard. It, it is really hard for running backs to maintain a level of uh, sort of top shelf execution as we're now seeing with El- uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, there are some other names out here or in, in, in what's going on right now that are um, impressive to me so far. And who is that? Well, I think just the Bears in general. I mm-hmm. think their defense stands out. A lot of these young players that they have are, are to me, look very solid in terms of depth. Um, I think their offensive line went in as a complete, what in the heck are we going to do here? And the guy that's really stepped up is Tevin Jenkins, who went from left tackle to missing to right tackle to demoted to now left guard, who's put in a good – the two guards with him and Jones have put in a solid showing. And as you were talking about the cutdowns, 
still might not be starting because that's the 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 uh, the Bears are going to be one of the key players in as these rosters on other teams get chopped down. As good as the Bears have played up front, those two in, in particular might not be starting. There's one name out there that it's really kind of confusing for me. I just don't know what to think about it. Let's see what you think. I mean, uh, it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay in San Francisco. He takes into the Super Bowl last year, and all of a sudden, you know, and he's he's going to be replaced. Everybody knows that because they drafted uh, a, a high college quarterback. Yeah, who's who's getting ready to start? So, where does what is? Jimmy Garoppolo, what what are we thinking? And what's going on with him here? What I think just happened was this: the 49ers just got themselves for one year the best backup quarterback in the NFL. And <clears throat> he's a guy that goes completely unnoticed throughout the season, and yet all he does is win, typically make good decisions, and deliver the ball in, you know, tight little spots. and. Does he is he a big play caliber quarterback? No, probably never was. But he's a guy that can win a lot of games for you. And should Trey Lance a falter in some way, or or get injured, I think the 49ers um, would be better off than about any NFL team I could think of right now. You know, the interesting thing is a lot of people don't remember that he was Tom Brady's backup in New England. You know, and be oh, for years before he actually went went to San Francisco and then he's played there and he was backing up there and then he was starting and then you know he goes to the Super Bowl and you know he's been a free agent he doesn't get um you know and he's had some in injury issues the last couple of years too so I, I can understand why teams may not want to take a chance on him but I mean here's like you said I think he is probably uh if not the best in one of the top two or three uh, backup quarterbacks for uh, emergency purposes, and like I said, if if the the rookie from last I year realizes he's happened. been there five years, so that's probably the best system in the NFL. True, um, and uh, and they've got a lot of good people there. So he's to me, like you were just saying too, uh, he knows the system. He's won big games. He's four and two in the playoffs, and uh, I know it's more than just him, but. I think he is um, – he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And what else would you want in a guy as a backup quarterback that that has been a starter and a legit one in this league? And, the, you know, then we go to another quarterback, and I, I'm, I'm not bringing him up because it's a Steeler. It's just because of the situation, and that's Mason Rudolph. You know, it's pretty obvious, I think, to everybody concerned. We'll have to wait and see what, you know, the next two weeks might – Tom may surprise everybody. It looks like uh, Mitch um, Trubisky is going to start for the Steelers. Kenny Pickett has been playing very well, uh, so he's going to be there and getting some, you know, um, the backup reps and uh, ready to move in at a moment's notice. Which leaves Mason Rudolph either going to the practice squad, which isn't going to happen, or they trade him. And Omar Khan's been getting a lot of offers to trade for him. Uh, where does he go? I mean, well, you think of Carolina because um, Sam Darnold is is out four to six weeks. There's a shot there. I mean, who else needs a backup quarterback or maybe a quarterback who can step in who's, who's seasoned? Well, the Bears, for one. I mean, their backup right now is Trevor Simeon, and um, who, de depending on how you think of things, Mason Rudolph could be a, a fine replacement there. It just depends – the Bears, I don't think, 
they're not in the business of giving away draft picks at the moment. Mm-hmm. And and so what I think there would be a team out there that, you know, as you mentioned, the Steelers having some issues on their offensive line right. still. That's what they're um, looking for. This could be a situation where, you know, Mason Rudolph could could net them an offensive lineman. I think uh, that that's probably what they're holding out for. You know, they're uh, because he's he's making three million dollars this year, and he's only locked in for this year. So, I mean, you have to make the move now because you're not going to sign him as a as a free agent. You know, that's not going to happen next year unless Trubisky is gone. You know, and he's got a two year deal. So, um, and, you know, and then then we move on to something that just happened the other day, and uh, fortunately, it's not going to be as bad as it could have been. Uh, that's Brian Robinson, the rookie. Uh, for um, uh, Washington, uh, Washington? No, um, I forget where he's, where he's playing. Anyway, Brian Robinson. I have it right, Washington. Washington. That's right. It's because he's backing up Gibson. I uh, just had a brain lapse there. And uh, so Brian Robinson gets shot during a robbery attempt. Uh, he'll be out an unknown amount of time. Uh, he was reportedly shot in the leg and the rear end. And they're saying at least four weeks, which is pretty doggone good when you get shot twice. We'll have to wait and see. We're hearing this morning he is out of the hospital. So that's the good news. I, and you, you look at these situations, and you know, there's another situation where uh, Calvin Ridley has been harassed by a, a gang that is evidently targeting some famous people down in, or well-heeled people down in uh, Atlanta. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the biggest thing these guys see is... I know in covering news, it never fails when there's a robbery. It's a Rolex watch that comes out the door, you know, a $60,000 watch, you know. So um, maybe, I don't know if you ever had, wore any bling like that, but I mean, is it a bad idea for these guys? You know, they're, you know, they're, they're rock stars now, you know, and whether it's at a Hollywood party or it's a party somewhere else, you know, these guys are, are, are wearing this kind of, how do they protect themselves? Or do they? Well, okay. So here's just on average, right? Here's a normal guy making just nobody even knows his name. He's making five or ten million dollars a year, right? So you would think the guys that are making upwards of fifty and a hundred in their contract, you'd think there would be they'd hire a security firm, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's one way. And I think the only way is if you want to go anywhere, um, and you're gonna. You've made yourself a target just by virtually doing nothing, signing a contract. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's definitely something I think that today's um, athlete, not just football, have to consider. Well, you know, that brings to mind, uh, when you were starting for the Bears in, in, in your heyday, could you go to a 7-Eleven? Could you go to a grocery store and shop? Did you feel comfortable doing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's like a lot of people say, okay, you know, obviously Michael Jackson couldn't do that. He couldn't go to Disneyland. He'd have to rent Disneyland, which he could afford to do for the day. Or build one, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, but, you know, I, I look at it and I say, okay, I mean, I don't have any problem. I'm on the radio. You know, nobody knows my face. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but I, I just look at that and I say, okay, is it, you know, what kind of money that you make now or exposure that you get on TV means you cannot go to the a and put it the old way, you know? I remember when um, NFL salaries weren't even, uh, you couldn't get them. Like nobody knew what somebody made. 
Yeah, that's true. And and uh, then obviously all that has switched now, and I think that's something that uh, you know these players um, definitely have to take into consideration. And you would think, if I'm the NFL, if I'm Roger Goodell and the pack of people that that run the NFL, you would think that would be part of what they offer or educate people on. Um, Cause we're talking, some of them are 20 years old, 21, 22. Yeah. And um, so that would be, you know, just sort of along with the rookie symposium, there would be sort of this overall reaching um, program that would educate a lot of the players or all the players in their league. I mean, it would be in the NFL's best interest, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, any league, the, they should be doing that because, I mean, these guys, let's face it, when you're making that kind of money, what do you do with it? You want to show it, you know? And, you okay. know, the average. Some do, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and a lot of these kids come from really, really, you know, poor backgrounds, you know? And the, the situation with them is they've never had this before. They weren't dreamed of having it before. Maybe it was the dream, but, you know, how do you realize it? And, you know, you're used to, having, you know, uh, one person uh, meet all the needs in your family, maybe have three or four kids, you know, and, uh, you know, just. Well, how, how about when the guy comes out of college and he's got 52 new cousins? Yes. <laughs> on the payroll. Yeah. So. Yeah. The entourage, you know. So. You don't, yeah. You don't even have to go outside your own family sometimes. Exactly. Well, and then, you, of course, you run into situations like with a former tight end for um, uh, New England uh, who, you know. Obviously, we came from a gang yeah. background, so well, you know, so that's he, he didn't, but he acted like he did. Yeah, a couple of um, players before we wrap up here. That couple of names that are popping up, and one is Josh Gordon. Looks like the Chiefs are going to re release him. I don't think there's any surprise there. And the other is Kenyon Drake, who looks like uh, after he get released by the um, the uh, the Raiders, is probably going to sign with the Bra Ravens, who are in need of running back. So let's talk about uh, Gordon first. Gordon's got a history. It's just like, I, I, keep, I can't even think back to when this guy was great because it lasted for such a short time and he's been in and out, in and out, in and out. It's like, why do people even sign this guy? Well, I think anyone who does has learned the tough way that the, the guy who's most responsible for Josh Gordon is Josh Gordon. And until that ever corrects itself, um, people who invest in him in any way are going to probably have some issues themselves, whether it's financially or any other way. And uh, it basically comes down to, can Josh Gordon responsibly take care of Josh Gordon decisions? And so far, it's been, as you mentioned, years and years and years since he's probably put a year together of consecutively good decisions. Yeah. And so I think this, to me, like the one before and the one before and the one before and the one before that and the 10 before that was the wrong thing to do. And if he were to get help and in some way participate in life outside of football consistently for a period of time, then maybe. But I think I don't see how people keep continuing to, and there'll probably be another one or two that jump on the, maybe we can fix this issue for him. No, he can't. Yeah. I mean, he he's become like uh, Antonio Brown, the same situation. Not quite as bad. And, well, he, Antonio Brown is not the drugs. It's the other stuff, the distractions. But uh, And he hasn't signed with anybody yet either. 
Uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, possibly the Ravens. You see that as a big plus for them? Could be. I mean, they have all the athletes in the league, pretty much. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he if somebody can add a dimension that they don't already have, and the Ravens love to run the football and throw it to the backs and throw it to the tight ends, and, and yeah, I mean, he could definitely be, to me, could be a, a productive player there. I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I think it's a good move, too. I mean, he's been around a while, but, uh, and, you know, he's being replaced there. Uh, by, you know, I, he, he was like the fourth string running back, uh, number four back, maybe number five before they cut him. So uh, that'll do it for another edition of Kramer and Brill. Don't forget to join us next time wherever you get your shows and on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. For my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, we'll see you next time.